Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to episode 57 of Casual Watch Talk and we're in video again. Now I said I'll only mention this for the first five times that we're in video, but we're in video. (laughs) Yes, in living colour. In living colour. Again. How have you been, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, we've got a jam-packed show this week. We're going to do some news and then for a main topic, I have been obsessed with watch straps again. I go through phases and I... I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm sure I'm more of a, a watch strap collector than a watch collector. I don't know if that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. You end up, you know you have a problem when you start. Have you seen those packs they make that like, I saw someone that has like, they're like a fishing tackle, but like a craft pack and they like perfectly slot into little drawers. And I was like, oh, that's dangerous. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so if you have anything like that, we have packs of them and I definitely have a couple of packs. <laughs> I am weird where I've got, and we'll talk about it later where i've got straps that i think are too good to put on a watch i'm like oh i haven't got a watch that's like good enough for this strap but anyway we'll, we'll get to that for the main topic all right good, good well let's kick it off with at watch obsession so have you had a watch obsession this week chris um nothing nothing crazy i mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago um and since we're in video i figured i'd take the take the chance i'm about to take apart um i've got some got some hands that i want to try i'm about to take apart this uh stan henry okay and it, you you can't really see it. I'll share the I'll share the photo of it. Um, you can't really see it on their site. There we go. But you know the the hands look white, but they're silver. Okay. That happens a lot, doesn't it? I notice on yeah. a lot of watches. I think that Walbrook that I bought, I was convinced the whole time that it was coming on Kickstarter that the hands would be white for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I knew they were silver and. And even then, I mean, like, I knew they were silver, but I didn't quite realize. And it's like the reality versus, um, you know, the, the 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 photos that you get. And so you may not be able to see it here zoomed in, but it's, you know, the, the silver, it's super hard to see the time on the hands. Oh, yeah. Um, so I figured out the size, the sizing for the uh, for the movement. And I've got some hands to try, so... I'm uh, I'm going to crack it open and see if I can change it up a little bit. A little, you know, one of a kind Dan Henry mechanical or uh, uh sorry, uh Mecha Quartz uh chronograph. <laughs> Have you taken the hands off a quartz watch before? I wonder if they're any different than a mechanical watch. The, I have I have they are super smaller. They're t- they're super tiny. Like I they make them as small as possible as tiny as possible so you so you imagine i mean you've seen um kickstarter or microbrand watches where they offer it in a in a mechanical and a and a you know a, a battery quartz movement oftentimes that quartz movement is like a third of the size and it's in this big plastic holder um and so everything's kind of scaled down and and the same is true. So, like the hands, uh, super super tiny, you know, connector and little <laughs> little tool. So, still, you know, micro machine. So, I probably know worse. I don't. I'm not going to take the uh, the chronograph hands, the any of the subdials off. So, I I should be I should be safe, but not not too worried about the experiment. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. And do you want to do a wrist check as well? Wrist uh, check. Yeah, I mean, yeah, still got the still rocking the uh, 104. It's uh, I I changed up. Speaking of straps, we changed. I changed up the strap, so I went. Uh, I was out in the garage, and I probably ruined the uh, the black NATO, <laughs> or at least, or at least it's time to uh, tie that to a uh, a belt loop and put it through the laundry. And so I grabbed a uh, an uh, one of the original. Uh, this is like the test, the test one that I got for uh, Camping Auto Club, one of the original elastic uh, single pass uh, that I got on the watch, and it's like it's super broken and super comfy. It's like ready for ready for summer. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll I'll mix it up, so I'll do my wristwatch check first. I am wearing the the Veya 
Um, I've not taken this off since I got it from Vea. The what's led me to this topic this week of watch straps is I'm just it's one of those watches where it looks good on all straps and I can't make a decision like what strap to have it on. And um, so I've kind of went a bit mad and bought a load of straps off the internet <laughs> from various different companies, some that I haven't bought from before. So we'll we'll talk about that for the main one. And then yes. my watch obsession has been I've been trying to negotiate uh, doing a watch review for this company. And I've always been intrigued by their watches. So let me just show you this. It's a company called Norcane. Have you heard of them before? Yeah, yeah, I've seen these. I've seen these. I think it's pronounced Norcane. I'm going to go with that. Mm, yeah. They've <laughs> always intrigued me, this pattern on the dial. Um, the fact that they kind of came from nowhere, I feel like, maybe 12 months ago or so. Uh, they're expensive. They're on the higher end for an ETA watch. I mean, this one we're looking at for the audio listeners is over $2,000 for a three-hand sports watch. Okay, yeah. It has a familiar design to it, but the dial has that. It looks like one of those sort of par- parquet floors, are they called? Yeah, or um, maybe like a carbon fiber weave. Yeah. Not the square, but the like diagonal weave. It's yeah, where you can really like see me. the so it weave. Looks very super sporty i mean that's what kind of gives it its sporty look that gray kind of gray uh gray color and i assume looks like ceramics you're getting ceramic sapphire they're checking all the boxes oh they do it in blue too they do it in blue this is the blue is the one that i'm going to be that i've requested to be reviewed i'm really looking forward to it it's been a one that i've been trying to negotiate for a while so they're going to send it me and then i'm going to send it on i've just had to wait for my wait for my turn for review so how dinky i think sells them in a few other places Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to be an interesting one yeah it'll be interesting to check out to kind of see the specs it looks like it it's hitting the it's hitting the marks for that value of a, a watch i mean a little 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 pricier but sharp design i mean i feel like if you're you're getting into that price range, it better be something that's you know unique to them, and it doesn't look like a homage, and it's you know it's got a decent movement in it, and all the like I said, all the specs will be curious to see. That'll be great. Well, shall we kick? It? It's been quite a busy news week, so should we kick off yeah. with some news stories? First off, last week we covered the court case with the Rolex dealer, where yep. one of the former employees was suing the Rolex dealer for what they called racketeering. But essentially, this former employee was painting the picture that this Rolex dealer was selling to grey market for a higher price. A turn of events, I suppose, is rather than just settle, which I think a lot of these kind of court cases do, the Mm -hmm. company, the Rolex dealer, was really affected by this. So they're going to take it the full way. They're going to go to court and everything. So it'll be really interesting. Yeah, counter-sue and everything. Hmm, Interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder whether that'll expose any of the inner workings of Rolex dealers if they they get subpoenaed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I I mean, there's, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's going to be, I, I, it's interesting that they, that they counter-sued and then sort of went, continued with it um, versus a, you know, quietly, quietly settling it. But but maybe this this particular person I saw some like uh, whistleblower allegations so that once that happens, you know, once you do that, there's there's certain legal precedences that have to be, you know, so it's sort of like you, you know, you, you file the complaint and then the company was, you know, it's a you know public complaint and the company was either able to resolve it or not that sort of thing. But this this wasn't a customer situation. This was an employee. Um, so then you have, you know. Uh, you know a a working or you know uh, an employment agreement involved in that it just gets it gets messy so um yeah i don't i don't know it still could it still could settle out it still could we you know we could see but uh uh but as you know as we said the it it does seem like the temptation is there but also uh maybe this countersuit is to to sort of shed some light on the on the you know of course we wouldn't do that you know of course we wouldn't even though the you know it's it's sort of like yeah you would You'd love to be able to take a a truckload of these and just you know quietly pop them over on Chrono Twenty Four and make six to seven thousand dollars a profit on them, but uh, certainly certainly they're responding to it strongly. Yeah, so. they are. So it'll be interesting to follow that one. Um, yeah. And then the next one, I only mention this because about Luminox. I reviewed a Luminox recently on the channel. Big thanks to right. Chris who helped me out. Oh, in fact. As I'm talking about Chris, 
mm. good friend to the show. Yeah. He saved some turtles this week. So he was in Texas when oh, that that's big great. freeze happened. That's great. He actually went out in a kayak and rescued some turtles that were... Oh, that's great. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I saw the I saw the pictures of like a Subaru, uh, Subaru, backs of Subarus just totally filled with turtles. Yeah. It was like, and then they had a uh, shot on the news. It was just all of, all of them kind of hanging out in a big, uh, in like a, you know, big office space. So that was. Thank, thankfully, the, uh, all the, the, all the turtles uh, s- survived. Good. Yeah. Well, I'll throw up some, some of the news articles that he was in. So big, big shout That's out to cool. Chris. Kind of Luminox anyway. I, I was quite impressed with the one that I reviewed. I'd never really reviewed them before, but there's, Watch Pro have done an article on a new Bear Grills one that mm-hmm. actually looks decent. Like nice. uh, some Luminoxes do look decent. They do. I really like the stainless steel mm-hmm. ones, but usually the Bear Grills ones were a bit, I don't know, cartoon. A little questionable style. Yeah, a little questionable style. <laughs> so this one, they've actually made one that is a GMT and it looks, it looks half decent. Yeah. Comes on a mesh yeah. strap. So I'm a big fan of that. Let's and see the, uh, let's see the pictures. That's the that's the glow. Let's scroll down and let's see the uh, other pics there. Yeah. So we've got here for our for our vi- we'll placate our video list video watchers and listeners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got, I see. Yeah. It's got a really nice, yeah. uh, really nice design to it. Yeah, it's like an orangey red, pretty sharp. And uh, okay, so the GMT hand is is yeah pretty cool, pretty cool. It's it's uh it does look uh, look the business, and they've done the um city names around the around the edge yeah and the tritium that. tubes are in the right orientator are in the correct orientation as chris would say that's right yeah yep. that, so that, that, that yep so you know you know where 12 is but also right they're they're oriented correctly nice <laughs> yeah and my uh, cool. the, the marathon i got that had tritium tubes um i've mm-hmm. sent that off for a service i'll mention it in another podcast how that went oh, if okay. anybody else has a marathon yeah. watch oh i'm interested in finding out next story is all pre-owned watches just got more expensive in the world <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> of, right. Co- of course i'm joking so hodinky bought crown and caliber yeah so that's what they were raising the money for what do you think of this chris i mean they're it's i mean that's good you know i mean good business they're i I feel like they're I feel like they're expanding their their used watch sales. And I think Crown and Caliber was I, I mean, I know Houdinki was was sort of dealing in some of that, but I but I feel like Crown and Caliber was was more of that uh and correct me if I'm wrong, like like the a boutique used so if you were looking for a particular watch that you that you wanted to make sure was in great shape, kind of a you know, like a certified um, dealer that they would that they would go through it. I I, I think I'm getting that right. That, that they're they're the ones they would like make sure it, like the watchmakers would check it out, and it was you know it was very. I mean, you were you were paying for it, but at the same time, um, you know that that seems to be the way the market's going, where there's so much question on you know is this legitimate? I don't want to you know I don't want to just pop into a mall and get a used rolex i would rather get it from someone who is like we've opened up the back the caliber you know the the movement matches the dates match the serial number matches this one's been serviced it's ready to go so it feels like uh yeah feels like you know the and houdinki certainly had the money <laughs> exactly and and you totally that analogy of it being like a, a certified used car i think is a great analogy for them so yeah. similar to how Bob's watches were different than how eBay or Chrono 24 works. So Crown and Calibre actually got the watches, the pre-owned watches in stock. They weren't just a website that sold right. your watch for you. They would buy your watch off you. Like you mentioned, they would spruce it up, check it was all legit, and then they offered their own their own guarantee as well. I think that was the first time that I noticed them. And you're right, Hodinkee did... They had those rare finds, didn't they? They only ever had a handful of watches on yeah. it. They seemed really expensive for what yeah. they were. Yeah, um, they would very... find like, the obscure references. Right, right, and like a you know super yeah super posh you know very specific that they'd have that stuff available, but it was never it wasn't like their bread and butter. Um, and so this this sort of you know it adds adds to their uh, adds to the Hodinki Empire. Exactly. And I, 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 I tried to think of some joke about how 
what's more limited edition than a watch that's no longer made and that's the only place they could go to get their <laughs> thirst for limited edition watches right. they're like we we'll just have that's to buy right. all the old watches that are, can never right. be made again so, <laughs> exactly but it's uh yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a great avenue for them to sell. And I think hopefully it pays off for them and that that there's because there's been a lot of consolidation in these pre-owned sites, haven't they, as well? Like, you know, Watchfinder was bought by Richemont Group. Right. And then it's got here also that Watches of Switzerland bought, bought Analog Shift. Ah, OK, right. So there is this consolidation down. So hopefully it doesn't mean that we end up paying more for pre-owned watches but i fear it probably might do yeah yeah i mean i i think as uh as far as the market for used stuff during the pandemic i think the market has been really hot for that because uh, you know every everyone in every price range has been at some point in the last year stuck on the couch with the tablet browsing and you know, whether they're browsing for the first $1,000 luxury watch or the third $10,000 high horology piece, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been really, we've, we've seen them, we've seen the market shift up a lot for, for used to pre-owned, et cetera. So, uh, this is a signal that the, the big guys see that and, you know, and want to take advantage of it and pick pick up on it right now and say, like, <laughs> we we want to we want a part of that growth. We want a part of the because everybody's, you know, we, we don't think this is going to change. We think everyone's going to kind of continue to think about luxury wristwatches and, you know, this the pre-owned uh, sales. So very interesting. So we got a funny comment on uh, it's new tools having the podcast on youtube and we got a funny comment on the last video which was somebody who was watching it thinking it was one of my single topic videos which this is of course podcast style oh, and right. if you want to yes. skip just the time codes are down below if you want to skip around on anything and uh, so he kind of it sounded like he suffered through us doing the news and he was about <laughs> to he was about to switch us off until we started taking the the mick out of Hodinkee. So I made <laughs> right. him a promise that this is almost a per episode occurrence, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, in that go. theme, Chris, certainly we've what have we got from Hodinkee this week? I mean, right it's, there, right into it. It's another it's... limited edition. Oh, Yay! goodness gracious. <laughs> I was I before I we were gr briefly before we started recording I said to Sam I said is this the like seven thousand dollar one and he's like I don't need <laughs> sure yes it, 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 I mean <laughs> yeah so it's what, a yeah. it's a tag it looks good because it's just got Hoya on the dial and I think the right. tag should just drop tag from it that's just my own personal period uh, you know yeah. my own personal thing but it's a vintage one Hoya you know and you, before we get into the before we get into dragon hodinky again let's just i will definitely give them credit they can they can definitely spot here what like tag should be listening to this because this is what people want yes they don't they don't want a 1990s link tag hoyer you know that that look with with silver and gold not interested in that anymore they, this is what they want they want retro historically you know they want that they want that vintage history hoyer has it print these things <laughs> i i actually agree with you because there's a lot of those tags that even in their current lineup where you could play that game is this a tag or is this a casio edifice like it, it's <laughs> yes. got almost yeah like an exaggerated yeah. A sports watch but then they obviously you know they cost they cost a fortune but this yeah. one unfortunately is i'll just share it up again here it's a really pretty watch for people yeah, on nice. the audio um podcast uh, on the actual audio podcast it's a one single dialed or two right. dials i suppose because the main dial chronograph mm -hmm. it's, so it's a just a 30 minute counter 30 minutes so it's three hands but it's 30 minute counter so no running seconds. And it's and got no the date hour. and the position where you would expect if it was a bi-compacts where you would expect the okay. other dial. And has the date on the left, not the right. So they're swapped to a to a sort of a standard. But yeah, okay. Again, limited edition to, you know, who yep. knows what because, you know, tags yep. are in, unable to produce a watch at scale like they have been doing ever yeah, since. Yeah, no, I mean, like there the isn't 80s. enough. I mean, 
we are running out of stainless steel, so it's you know, exactly. It's I mean, Hodinky couldn't even afford a color photo for this yeah. one, so this yeah. is in all in black and white. So again, like yada yada yada, you know, history, <laughs> history, history, blah blah blah. Hodinky kind of you know putting uh, the sprinkles on top. Now yeah. this one is coming. <laughs> this one is a dear do. This one is uh, uh, that's a British terminology for all of our American listeners or a northern oh. a northern one. This is a dear do. This one. This is. Seven thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Like, and right. and the, what what is funny about it? Now there is a difference between this one and the previous limited edition that they did, but they reference right. this one and they're like, oh well, with the amazing success of our this previous one that we did, we've made this like monochrome version. So I went on the previous one, which was called the Skipper, and right. that was a limited edition Vodinky. That was $5,900. So they're like blatantly pointing to the fact that they've yeah. just ramped the price up now. And it's a very similar, very similar watch. I think that one looks better. I th- Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like the fun dial colors. Like it's got that the aqua and it's a blue. It's a, you know, it's it's got the sub dials that have the green and, and orange. It's, yeah. yeah, I think that's a fun, that's a like pop a color i think that's way more my my speed than, yeah. than the black i feel especially, like especially even 5900 for... for that is too yeah. dear but anyway i mean sure. <laughs> before anybody's in the comments who's really looked into this the re- the difference in price is because mm-hmm. this is using a tag hoyer in-house caliber uh, really? which they've actually called a hoyer caliber 02 or something so, which i believe they used in the monaco so that price is basically just the movement, the in-house movement, the different caliber, different movement. Wow. That's a lot to say. Yeah, that's... I... We've, we've talked about this before. And you should... I think you were going to, but we, at one point we should do a, a, a... You know, we should talk about in-house movements, etc. Yeah. But but I, I just... I feel like it... That is a marketing term that it was just blown out of proportion. I mean, I, I we 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 have mentioned it certainly, but I will give credit to the folks that innovate with their in-house movements. We've talked about, I mean, even Omega, Oris, um, etc. There's there's some out there that are taking, you know, uh, Zenith, uh, you know, etc. That are they're they're pushing the boundaries of what their watchmaking can do. And then there's other companies that are changing the rotor on an ETA and calling it an in-house movement. And so I don't know if I don't know if necessarily Tag is doing that here. And I don't know if that it doesn't feel like that price premium is worth that. No, I I agree based on what I know. I mean this this um, Caliber O2 movement that they've made it is a gorgeous looking movement. Oh, it is. Yeah, it does look good. It does look good. It's in such a competitive price segment, isn't it? That sort of right. between five and ten thousand dollars. That I'm wondering whether this will be one of the rare examples where Hodinkee doesn't sell out of them. Like the, I, mm. I guess the market will have to decide. But yeah, certainly will. Certainly will. Yeah. Well, it looks. I mean, it certainly looks. But you know, again, you're in that in that price range. I mean, I that'd be. I'd have to. I'd have to fall in love with it. And I do wonder how long, like how long the spell, uh, you know, the magic, the magic spell of Houdinki. I I wonder how long that will last. I mean, maybe it'll just go on forever. But there's there's definitely, um, the you know the music's gonna stop at some point, and and especially them, as I said in the beginning, especially them taking this and marketing it arguably better than tag themselves that should worry that should worry them i mean in this you know in the same way like in the same way we've got a little tangent here the same way we've got all these amazon trucks driving around now right we got an amazon like place that's, that's close and we got all these amazon trucks driving around and there they we went from like i you know occasionally like a guy in a minivan and show up and deliver amazon packages and now we have gray amazon trucks driving everywhere and I looked at it yesterday and I was like, if you if you don't think that they are going to try and replace UPS, you, you you're, they're not going to even you're not going to even see it coming. And it'll just be like, they'll just they'll they'll just figure it out. They're going to figure out how to just. And so Hodinkee, you know, purchasing a used, you know, 
a used uh, watch reseller, maybe just the first step here. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, all watches will just change to Hodinkies. Like, oh, uh, I've got they, 40 Hodinkies in the old they, collection here. Correct me, they did a... They did a brand on uh, was it this was a swatch they did what one did they they actually branded Hodinkee on it maybe it was that maybe it was this maybe it was no it was and it was the travel clock wasn't the travel clock just well, the Hodinkee travel, the travel clock. clock oh maybe it's just the travel clock I feel like they di- I feel like they were dipping their toes in this so if we start seeing like a brand Hodinkee we know what you're up to <laughs> yeah because I mean it's uh, genius but we know what you're up to <laughs> I should know this but is is Hodinkee like Polish for time or polish for watch or something there's there it does mean something yeah um not gonna touch that one leave us a leave us a <laughs> leave us a comment in the yeah. uh in, in, the, in the in the in the comment section down below or join us over on the facebook group and a big thanks to everyone sure. that's joined uh, recently yeah we had, a, we had a bunch of new new folks yeah a bunch of new folks come in new uh wristwatch checks uh saw some uh saw some edc stuff from a couple of weeks ago as a really good yeah, we're going to have to get Don and Luke on the Facebook group to talk about the watch photography because they're posting some incredible watch mm. shots. I mean, I've got a YouTube mm-hmm. channel and I, I can't even get my shots looking that good. <laughs> right. right. You're like, I've been here. I have an SLR and I've been here for a thousand hours. And you're like, forget it. I just saw this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that would be real. Now that we're doing these video podcasts, I think that would be really good yeah. to do a, like, a photography, a watch yeah. photography uh, yeah, episode. definitely. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, for our audio listeners, we're just going to pause for a very quick ad break. Welcome back. For the main part of the show, I this is I, I definitely this is like a confessional thing for me because <laughs> I got this Vega. It looks good on most straps that I try it on, mm-hmm. which means that I can't decide. Have you ever have you ever got like that, Chris? Where you just can't decide like what what strap to put yeah. on her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I definitely get the, uh, I definitely get the, like, what am I going to be doing? And then, and then I, I will, I will occasionally change watches in the middle of the day. I will be that person. Like you could tell me like what level we should do a, like which level of like watch, you know, nerd are you? (laughs) And so I'm like, uh, you know, if the, if the mood strikes me or something, I might, you know, like if I was, if I was going out or if I was changing my, you know, like going from like working out or going out in the garage to completely like, you know, going out on the town, not that we've done that a lot of that, but I'm definitely excited to do that soon. And, uh, I would, I would maybe change watches, but, but definitely straps. So like if we're going to the beach, we're going to the lake, you know, that's going to be a switch. If it's going to be warm out, it's going to be cold out. So definitely uh definitely a switch up for there yeah absolutely and i've been able to totally placate the uh or, or offset the strap addiction that i've had this week by telling my wife that oh i'm I'm doing a video on on watch straps <laughs> but having said that i'm testing, I, I'm testing. I feel like oh these are off oh no these are just for testing I don't know. exactly i feel and then like you're, i've and... got a good deal on some though um right. yeah but um, that's good that's good and and you'll do the uh you'll do the like in the same breath you'll do the like uh i have paid my own money for these they are not sponsored <laughs> don't tell my wife yeah exactly exactly <laughs> i definitely um the one that i've got on here on the veya for the video listeners mm. is a leather strap from marathon so i was checking out oh. marathon's website and they sell okay. leather straps for leather natos this is for like 60 bucks so i thought yeah. oh i'll buy one like to test it and then okay. I went on Amazon, and Marathon have their own Amazon store, and they're selling oh, really? leather straps for twenty dollars. So that what looks like the same. Now I'm comparing them together, and okay. I think the one that they sell on the site is slightly better quality than the Amazon one. But I bought mm. the three, but they're really comfortable. But I would highly suggest if you're interested mm. in leather natos, check these out on Amazon. Not sponsored, yeah. uh, not right. Amazon sponsored. <laughs> sure podcast yeah, or anything yeah, but yeah, yeah it, this so it's been really comfortable so i've got a leather on there yeah. but i thought we could do maybe look at the websites that that we go to the most for okay. buying watch straps because yeah. yeah. the when i've ever done videos on the youtube channel about like top watch straps for various different watches and mm-hmm. they, they always get good feedback so i thought why not just do a single podcast where we talk about all the various places that we like yeah. to buy watch straps 
this is probably the brand that I've reviewed the most on the channel. I just really like what Larry does. And this is yeah. Uncle Seiko. Uncle Seiko originally started off selling Seiko watch straps. He was really into buying and selling pre-owned Seiko watches, vintage Seiko mm. watches, but you could never find a decent Tropic strap. Usually they were mm -hmm. new old sock, very expensive. So he, yeah. he worked on re-engineering a Tropic strap. And then the rest of the watch strap community thanked him by ripping off basically all of his designs. <laughs> Even though, I mean, he technically know, right? borrowed know, the Tropic right? one, but now, I mean, yeah. he made the, he... I feel like he remade the Tropic strap popular. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he because he wanted that. He wanted that look. He has a fantastic uh, Seiko diver collection, and he just we wanted that look. And it just like he's like, I'm finding these straps, but they're you know these things are 30, 40 years old now, and no one they're just they're they're crumbling away just you know just from just from time. Um, and so uh, yeah, it is kind of it's kind of too bad. But at least if you get it from him, you know you're getting that that quality. And that he's he's not letting just anything out the door, and you know it's his customer uh, interaction is is super high. I mean he he tried, I know he tried a bunch of different like uh, types of rubber before he settled on the one that he that he went with, and like sent out a bunch of samples and just got the community involved. So super cool. Um, the other thing that I know he does is uh, for the bracelets the solid end links and the and working to make the bracelets fit perfect and sort of match so yeah i, I totally agree with you i've pretty much had mo one of every one of his rubber straps i just recently yeah. got this tattoo rubber one which is really nice it's got a, oh, a cool. texture to it a, a design on it. it it looks really cool in person it's very thin it's much thinner as I was expecting it to be. It's still strong, but it's very thin. So if you've got like a smaller watch that you don't think a thicker rubber strap will go on. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of, if anybody's watched the channel, I'm a big fan of Uncle Seiko. He's not only done the Tropic reissue, he did the chocolate bar strap, which was the one that was in Apocalypse Now. A lot of That's people right. think it was the waffle strap, but this, mm -hmm. the chocolate bar. Because yeah. essentially the center links looks like a chocolate bar. Yeah, I've had, I have the, uh, I have the, I bought the Tropic. I've got it in uh, 22 and it's, uh, it sometimes finds its way on, uh, onto my, uh, onto my Bell and Ross when I, when I, when I want it to uh, <laughs> change it up a little bit. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. The other thing as well, which I think is fairly recent or last couple of years that he's been doing is metal straps. Um, yes. He's always done metal straps for Seiko, but. He does some incredible like metal straps. My favorite ever, my mm -hmm. favorite ever metal strap is, I think it's possibly his most controversial one, but it's the one that um, you either love it or hate it is the yeah. razor wire strap. It's very binary. Mm -hmm. yep. It is. It's, I, I know yep. you've seen mine, Chris, but have you ever yeah. seen any others in, in person? Um, no, I mean... Uh... Maybe once, maybe yeah. I would say once, once, and a couple times on Instagram for sure. They they pop up, and I think it's definitely one of those ones where where, yeah, it's it's polarizing for sure. Uh, but when you super comfortable, super comfortable to wear, but cool. <laughs> it's so it's so comfortable to wear because if you're listening to this and you you're not you're not looking at Uncle Seiko website, it's. It's hard to explain, but essentially it does look like razor wire. Like the center links mm -hmm. are round sort of oval shaped discs. Interesting thing with this is that you think that this would just rip all the hair off your arm. It looks like it's designed <laughs> razor as in the name. torture. It looks like it's <laughs> yeah. designed to torture any. Yeah. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Right, just gets everywhere. <laughs> right, because you have to like, yeah, because you have to like reweave the center like, like links together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to re you have to reposition them so mm -hmm. that you get the end piece in correctly. Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. so comfortable. I've, I'll show a picture here, but you can almost lay it flat with the buckle on its side. There's that much articulation to it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. one of my favorite cool. favorite cool. metal straps that he's ever done, but. To your earlier point, he's got straps for the turtle, the president. He, he's recreated a lot of vintage straps that 
were no longer uh, no longer available. His beads mm-hmm. of rice, very famous for his beads of mm-hmm. rice ones. But so let's say most recently, I would say he's had a lot of success, and I've reviewed quite a few on the channel, and that's his Speedmaster metal yep. bracelets. Yeah, cool. Yeah, really like the look of those. Um, I would check out Speedmaster bracelets. Really cool, um, especially the beads of rice, which is my favorite. Next site that I like to go to, although. Uh, I'm changing my tune a little bit on it, so I'll offer an alternative site, which is still owned by them anyway. But I used to really enjoy buying straps from Watch Gecko. Have you bought mm-hmm. from Watch Gecko? I I don't think so. Is that I mean? So they're UK based. They are UK based. Okay, that's that was the yep, that was the. Um, they sell watch straps branded under their Zulu Diver brand, and they're also a. I can never say the name, but it's like Benito Centuri or something. There's an Italian okay. rubber maker, very famous rubber watch okay. strap maker. Right. And they will put their own buckles on their straps as well. Uh, all around great value. Their tropics are good, but in particular, I really like their NATO straps. So they have one called the Swiss Made NATO and just all round really there's all sorts of different styles now i'm based in the the u.s as well as chris's and they've just unfortunately they used to offer free postage to the u.s but now they charge twenty dollars <laughs> brexit <coughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that is one of the reasons yeah. that they gave me because i actually asked them about this yeah um also yeah. they had some complaints about the length of time the postage was taken so i can see why they've done it but i yeah. actually just did a search to see if i could buy zulu diver from anywhere else because that brand i really it is like a- yeah, the, the branding, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a, they have they also run a Zulu Diver website which is only $10 oh. to to oh. ship out from. So I actually bought mm. some stuff from Zulu Diver. Mm-hmm. Watch Gecko straps are always really well made. All the ones I've had never had any problems with them and they do some great sales as well. Mm-hmm. They also have mm-hmm. their own YouTube channel as well. I'm definitely biased. I have not been at Oh, yeah, there's the nice. Hey, nice. Uh, the three-hander, yeah, recognize that. Um, I I like the sort of softer seatbelt NATO, but I find they come with that upgraded heavy stainless steel hardware to make you feel like you're getting the value. And I, I don't know. I I I find the I find the bigger. Uh, and some of them are pretty big. Um, I don't know about these guys, but uh, some of the you know some of that hardware can get pretty heavy and thick on a on a on a NATO strap, and I I definitely shy away from that. But the the strap itself, the fabric itself, is super comfortable, super soft, nice. Yeah, absolutely. So check them out. And then we can't be talking about NATOs without the channel's yeah. own Chris right. with your I mean I'd love Definitely for you to biased, you don't but... talk about this too much I, on the I, channel yeah I don't really, inundate but... yeah I appreciate that I appreciate that and I hope I hope folks appreciate that yes this is uh Campagnato Club so uh, a couple years ago I I tried to find some motorsports themed straps and couldn't come up with any of the, the the very common styles that I thought everybody would like in the you know uh, F1 and and Group B and WRC and you know all sorts of Le Mans racing etc. And so uh, this is my take on it. And I have basically selected a small collection, put together a small collection. Uh, we ship uh, from Southern California, and. Uh, yeah, the U- the UK shipping is definitely beating me up pretty good right now. I think I I think it's I think I got it up to twelve dollars to the UK, but oof, I think I think it costs me like seventeen right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I've, I've definitely found it's expensive, isn't it, to ship from the US? Like I said with the hardware, I just I went simple, but I also kept the price low, and you know they're good, durable uh, NATOs. And then our new uh, our newest addition is the elastic. Uh, comfort pack that's uh you know the fun the fun styles lamar racing rally and sort of a sort of an orange like a blue with an orange which is the one i had on like i said reasonably priced i wish uh you know and i'll and i'll sort of you know while we're talking about straps i will say i wish that i could have them manufactured in the u.s i did try to find a strap manufacturer here but it just that that 
all that manufacturing went away in like the 80s to Mexico. And then in the 90s, it went to China. Um, but there are good, it's a good Asian manufacturer. I've got a good working relationship with them. They, you know, we, we keep the quality up and, uh, and I'm not, uh, not charging too much for them. So, uh, lots of, lots of fun colors and styles and I'm, I'm proud of it. Campinato club at uh, watch straps. Definitely. If you're a car guy, as well as a watch guy, which are like so many people are. Right. It yeah. makes sense. Yep. And I'm, that's definitely up my alley and that's exactly why I, put it together so it's a lot of fun next strap uh, next watch straps i love you've heard me talk about them loads on the channel he's become a, a real friend of the show and that's micola over at man cave leather mm. he's making handmade leather straps he's from the ukraine and i think he just does a great job they're very very reasonable reasonably yeah. priced for what you get he's for got a ton of different get. styles absolutely yeah some cool stuff and he- and all handmade. Yeah, he does a great job of them. And this is, he's actually sent, he sent me a, cro- uh, he, just full disclosure here, he's, he's sent me quite a few straps and I'm more than happy to uh, review them on the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bought the original first couple and just did the review and I'm, and then I like messaged nice. him afterwards saying, oh, cheers for, yeah. and he's like, oh, would you review some others? So I'm like, yeah, please. Uh, he yeah. sent me one of these um, alligator straps over and this is the strap that, I haven't found a watch yet. I'm like too afraid to put it on a watch because it just looks so good. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. want to crease it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, yep, I definitely have. I definitely have had that before. Or you find, uh, you know, you find one that you're like, this is too nice for this watch, you know, so. Yeah, but you should just, I guess I should just go for it. But, um, yeah. and then next one that I want to mention is uh, similar to Man Cave Leather, a guy who makes his straps by hand and that's mm. stevo straps and um, this was probably the first custom made strap that i ever bought and um, was mm-hmm. from stevo straps so he's just a, a one guy uh, makes these incredible and um, watch straps the ones that i like are his military inspired ones in fact mm-hmm. his claim to fame was he made the straps for the film fury that sort of replica yeah, that sort of replica style, ma- matching the style of the era. Yeah, Very exactly. Cool. He makes a, a bun strap specific for the G10, the CWC G10, because obviously it has its fixed lug, so he's got a, a bun strap. And I, I like, I, I think I'll get one of these in for review one day because the G10 is, by modern standards, is quite a small watch. Right. So I think the bun bun strap will add that extra weight kind of step to it, it up a little bit yeah and yeah. then um one of my favorites is the one that he's made and i've reviewed it on the channel which is the one made out of old land rover yeah so he's he makes it out of old military land rover like the canopies and i've got one mm-hmm. of these natos and they're really cool he he has this proprietary um like compound that he uses to attach mm-hmm. the canvas together so it ages really nicely yeah i'm a big big fan of these and it's something totally unique i mean you're never going to get another I-, I doubt you'll ever get another person making quite these nato straps similar to the way that he does and they are they're outrageously cheap for the effort that he puts right. into them for the right right yeah when you say you know custom handmade strap that's a that's a unique piece basically from a from a you know material that's unique that's gonna it's gonna be one of a kind every time he he cuts it yeah 34 dollars us that's a that's great yeah it's, that's it's great. such great value and then one that i recently reviewed on the channel another uh chap who's making handmade leather straps but his are his are on the next level of like customization not only does he make the the standard you know the standard leather straps that he's perfected Mm -hmm. over years and years and years he's also makes and you saw them saw me review them on the channel he makes them out of other leathers so i reviewed one that was the baseball glove did you see that this baseball glove one yeah yeah i have yeah yeah i saw that in person it's pretty cool yeah, it's really cool as well. And it's it's a good, not only will, it, I mean, you can just buy a strap that is made out of a glove from his website. But if you have a favorite baseball glove or a famous like old, like football, or mm-hmm. he does, he's done cowboy boots, like handbags. If you've got maybe a, a damaged handbag or a damaged leather bag or just uh, some shoes that you can't bear to part with, <laughs> right. he'll make a strap out of them. Remake and he does it. a fantastic job yeah. as well. That one I reviewed yeah. was just great. 
Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, and and great for uh, yeah sports uh, sports aficionados, and it kind of goes you know with the. This strap was actually sent to Stephen on the Facebook group, who is a huge, huge baseball fan, and nice. I, I loved reviewing it. I thought it was quirky, but I'm nowhere near as uh, big a baseball <laughs> fan as he is. Yeah, and That's then cool. uh, a, a strap that I've not seen yet, but I ordered this is this uh, Nick Mankey Designs. Nick Mankey Designs. Ah, Sorry, Nick, okay. I've said your name wrong. Well, Chris and I are going to get him on the show, but he makes his version of like a marine national like an elastic mm-hmm. strap mm-hmm. but they're quite cool because they're sort of aviation themed right and if, like that flight data <laughs> it's nice. really good isn't it and it's like um yeah. remove before flight so yeah, i'm going to review yeah. this on the channel so these are elasticated straps and mm-hmm. um, i i'm a fully paid up member and um, if you go on his instagram you can see where he's sat on like his kitchen table like just he's hand making all of these straps it, oh, wow. it's, it's incredible i've yeah i've had the pleasure of like chatting to him um, a, a few times over email and, and Chris and I are going to get him on the show but yeah I'm yeah, looking cool. forward to seeing that now because they are handmade they take it, it, it takes them a while to the demand for these is so high in fact I ordered mine before Christmas and it's only just shipping now so okay it's like two or three months but yeah, um, yeah. well I'm I mean that's yeah, a good that's good problem to have you know as, as far as you know as, as you've got something that you know that uh, he's got he's got a hot ticket there for sure absolutely so chris do you think there's any that i've missed any that any special mentions uh yeah maybe i i'd give a i'd give a shout out to um when i first when i first started uh getting and in, getting interested in straps i had some good luck with uh clockwork synergy um i found them probably a couple of years ago when i first started uh getting into watches they offer a whole bunch of stuff um and uh probably got me started on my golf nato obsession there um but they've got uh pretty decent leather i've got a couple of their leather straps pretty decent a couple of bunch of their nato straps are always you know very good uh their customer service uh is excellent one time they had an order to me that uh something was was taking a long time to get um and they uh contact me contacted me right away and you know, uh, offered me a, a free strap and, you know, and then just, it was, was super, uh, super in communication, which is nice. I would say that if you're, you know, if you're looking for something, maybe this is the place versus just trying to find it on like an Amazon seller. I would, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather reach out to a company like this um, and get a, a decent inexpensive strap versus, you know, just some random Amazon seller where you don't necessarily know where it's, uh, where it's coming from. Oh, yeah. And they're up, they've got the Zal Baltimore watch on there. The big yeah, shout, out, shout out to Alan from Zal Baltimore. But, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, I tell you one place that I've personally never had any luck with, and that's cheapest NATOs. Have you ever bought from them? Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I struggle that the prices are like amazing. And I think, it's maybe run by one or two people and they ship yeah. them from is it it's either norway or sweden or somewhere but yeah. i have never had a, any luck with I, I know they've got a tropic strap that's very very similar to uncle seiko's right but right. the rubber compound is completely different yeah yeah i've had a few i've had a few times where you know uh i think there's like two i think there's like maybe two types of folks like maybe it's just the value of the watch i mean i don't know about you sam but like when you start to you know when you start to have something of value you know on your wrist and you cherish it and you're wearing it every day you're like you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get a i'm not gonna get a just the cheapest nato (laughs) and you know the sort of the name of it right and so when they, you know, you talk about like the, the, uh, the name of the company, I almost feel like, uh, you know, like I don't, I don't necessarily want that. I want, I want to get something that's decent, you know, well, this is the cheapest, but they, they certainly do what they say. So that's, that's important. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose what spurred this off for me as well is Don on the Facebook group had one of those NDC Marine National watch straps mm-hmm. that's similar mm-hmm. to Eric, Erica's originals where mm-hmm. they're about. 80 to 90 dollar price range yeah. i might have to i might have to bite the bullet and get one in for review but 
Yeah. Have you ever experienced either of those? I just don't know I, how. I did. I I bought a um I bought a uh, Erica's original. Oh right. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a good it's good quality. It's um I'm not a fan of the way the buckle works, but that's not a ding on the on the on the material of the buckle. That's that's just personal preference. Um, I do think they're overpriced. I do think that the story that is told is a little extrapolated. So they're supposed so unlike your folks making stuff out of actual baseball gloves, those marine national oil straps are they're they're not all made out of French uh parachute material. Like they're made of new material. So it's so it's like it's it's hearkening back to when they made it out of parachute material, but it's all new material. It's all so. yeah, because isn't the story something like that they got shipped the watches, but there wasn't any watch straps, so they basically the something soldiers like that. just made something out of right, like a right. clip and a yeah. So they would just they would take the the cord. same right the same elastic parachute material was you know eighteen twenty millimeters whatever, and they would just make you know they just stitch something together. That was the sort of the original idea, and I think there was this not. I mean, as, again, marketing great like nostalgia for that like you know cool like made of a land rover made of a french parachute like totally i get it but also it's not it's not actually made of it's made of new material and like you know they didn't have it in all different colors like they're it's, it comes in different colors now which is great it's great but stretching that a little bit and i think they're a little a little overpriced but you know it's uh again personal preference so yeah again i'm definitely going to um I have to review one because there's a few and there's also another one um zulu time and that's a strap based on a british military watch strap which i think was used in the 80s or falklands period mm-hmm. that's got another different type of buckle on as well so there's a lot of those kind of military straps but yeah i want to try and get a erica's original and just to see it for myself because i know some people swear by them i know luke yeah. on the facebook group absolutely loves them but yeah. i'm definitely yeah. intrigued about how a watch that looks quite simple as if it's like yeah. one piece of elastic that you seem like yeah. you could just buy it, for a couple of it, do- dollars yeah it has to, yeah it, it it so for the for the buckle i believe you have to put the if i'm i might be wrong on this but on i purchased one where you had to put the spring bars in with the strap on so basically yeah. you take so it's not like you thread it it's not like a quick change thing you have to like pull the watch Pull the spring bars off, set the band in the way it's supposed to be, put the spring bars in, and then it, and I think it's, again, going back to personal preference, um, you know how the more expensive a sports car is, the 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 weirder you look getting out of it? <laughs> so so I think it was just a matter of me, like, holding the watch strap up and I was, like, trying to, like, redo the buckle. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to look like a dork. <laughs> So, and nothing again. This is all personal preference. It's uh, you know, nothing to do with uh, how uh, you know the 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 brand or the people. It's uh, it's just a matter of personal preference for getting those on. So you'll have to, and and you're right. There's like three different types. There's ones that like hook, and there's ones that like will loop through, and sort of give you some adjustments. You can kind of adjust it on the fly, uh, which is cool. So lots lots of stuff out there. I hope that we uh, hope we inspired some some shopping some. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, I really appreciate you watching and listening this week. And we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.